Welcome to Game Face with MJ and Dolph. We are back. We took a little hiatus there. Some things had to be handled out. Uh, Dolph probably has some interesting stories <laughs> on what it was that he went through. Let's Dolph, let's be honest. It, yeah, I was I was offline for um, like offline as in we had really bad storms, tornadoes, um, ninety mile per hour gusts, and I don't live in Florida anymore, so that's not a normal thing here. Um, but I was out of power and internet for three days and then out of internet an additional until the 26th. So 10 days total out of the internet. And for those of you that don't know, Dolph lives out in, in Louisiana and Cajuns <laughs> can only fix the power grid so fast. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. You all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like, dude, what, what is it? Leighton <laughs> Boulon or something like that. <laughs> so so that's, that's Cajun. Um, we don't really have those up here. Um, I live as far away from Cajun country as I possibly can and still be in Louisiana. Look at me stereotyping. No, for real. The whole <clears throat> yeah. So that, what you're talking about is a Southern dialect. It's a Southern, the Cajun area, the Creole, like that's all down there. Um, I was talking to a guy earlier, um, and that's how he sounds, but he's, he works down there and it says where he lives at. Um, oh, for sure. so yeah, so we've been, we struggled, we lost all our food, Oh. Um, had to go to Arkansas to stay for a couple days to get some AC because it's been triple digits hot here too. Yeah. Um, and I'm, dude, I'm even like latitude longitude with like Atlanta. That's how far north I am from you, and I'm still hitting triple digits. It's that but, hot yeah, here right now. No, the, the weather's really, really bad. I saw, I saw this morning that uh, 112 people have died during this heat wave already. Ooh. So they're telling people, and that's like all across the country. Uh, but they're they're telling people to be really really careful, you know. Um, I I don't know if you heard the story, Dolph, uh, but there was a story in the news Water. in Texas that a mail carrier, uh, a gentleman, passed away on somebody's front lawn because of the heat. Um, so it's it's really really crazy out there. Like everybody, please be careful. I know I'm <clears> here in in the Tampa area. This morning I left my house at uh you know like 7 a.m. and the real feel was already 90 degrees. Yeah. So it's it's hot out there, people. I got to work last night and I went to my wife and I was like, yo, what's wrong? And she was like, I got a headache, whatever. I'm like, how much water do you drink today? Yeah. And she's, uh, I'm like, if you have to think about it, it's not enough. Yeah. You didn't drink enough at that point. Honestly, yeah. I don't drink water. I, I don't drink much water at all, but I drink like two, two of these a day. It's just, it's, um, not, it's got craft. It's that flavored water. Yeah. It's flavored water. I don't like the regular taste of water unless it's mm -hmm. spring water. And then. So I drink that stuff. It, it does well, and it it's hydrating. So regardless if there's a little bit of chemicals in it, it still has good hydration. It's funny, though, because there's something that I've told my kids their entire life, and I was proven true this past week, and you can look this up. It's a fact, people. Um, I've always told my kids after a workout, after playing basketball, something like that, for some reason, my entire life, I've always enjoyed a tall, cold glass of milk. And my okay. kids are like, oh, that's disgusting. Like, how do you do that? You're so hot. Well, I've been redeemed. Because the science community, which, you know, you can only take so far these days, but the science community <laughs> right now from. stepped up and said that the number one drink for hydrating is milk. Uh, okay. Um, that doesn't mean no good. Well, yeah, I know. I know. That doesn't, that doesn't help you out. I'm just saying, like, for everybody else out there that's not dull, for all our, all our uh, lactose intolerant people, by the way, you may not be lactose intolerant. Try uh, raw milk if you can. It may not do the same thing to you, but... Uh, if the FDA, if you're watching, this is not, this is my legal disclaimer. I am not selling anything like that. 
I am not a proponent for it, but I do drink it myself from time to time. So that's fine. Well, we're talking hey, about so, getting a cow. What's that? We're talking about buying a cow. Dude, that would land. be awesome if you have your own cow. Oh, no. The plan is goats, chickens, meat rabbits, and possibly a milk cow, like a uh, miniature jersey. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my sister it. my sister has a – has. I don't know if it's a miniature cow. It's not as big as most cows, but it's still a very <laughs> good size. like a freaking tall Labrador. Yeah. No, this thing is huge. <laughs> no, it's, huge it's, it's powerful. It's not a miniature. It's a little intimidating at, at one point when you're trying to – when they're trying to milk it and it decides that it wants to move around. But she has on her land – she has the cow, they have goats, they have uh, pigs, they have chickens, they have geese, they have uh, ducks, they have uh, uh, meat rabbits, like you said. Um, I mean, so many different things, but, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing. They could be self-sustaining if they really wanted, if they really needed to be. Um, they make, my sister makes cheese, she gets milk, all kinds of stuff like that. And the endless supply of eggs is actually, is actually really awesome. So it's crazy we're talking about this right now and, and how we're getting into kind of and it's not what we came here to talk about but this is something no. that's pretty uh pretty good to talk about um i was talking to a friend of mine today works with a guy from new I'm from new orleans and he was telling me because i said yeah man we're moving on two and a half acres soon we're just he goes what do you know that i don't and i'm like what do you mean he goes every customer's house i go to that's in the country they're all doing the same thing they're all starting to grow their own food they're all mm -hmm. starting to to start prepping and all this stuff. And he goes, when I asked, because yesterday I talked to some, I was in somebody's house and he took me out back and showed me the rows and rows and rows of food. Cause he was got all this, this fresh produce yeah. and he was trying to, he goes, then today you tell me this, he goes, so we need to talk and figure out why you do the things that you do. Why does your sister do it? Uh, well, I mean, they want to be self-sustained in case there's ever an interruption in the grid or in services, but also let's be real. The way the farming is these days, the food isn't as nutritious anymore yeah. uh, when you buy it at the store. It, it doesn't have the same level of nutrition, and they want to be able to raise their family in a way that they know what is going in the food that they're feeding them. So I think it, me and your sister would get along better than me and you. Like, yeah, she, maybe. <laughs> possibly. Well, I mean, she homeschools. She yeah. homesteads. Like, these are all things yes. that I'm, I'm actively doing right now, so – yeah, that's anybody fun. that's watching, if you want to check it out, Farmish Mama, look her up. You can find her um, stuff all over the place. She's actually co-author of a book right now with a bunch of other people on homesteading. Um, so, and, so you know, just, watch her. Got it. If you're if you're into that stuff, it's really cool. You know, she's she's a wealth of of knowledge. Um, I've changed parts of my life over the years uh, just by listening to some of the things that she's told me. So it's it's really cool. Of course, I was skeptic. Like the raw milk thing, dude. It took me years to try that the first time, and when I tried it, I was hooked. Absolutely hooked. It's Okay, so th talking about that and, and stepping out of the normal, what you get from the stores can be scary. Mm -hmm. And you never know what you're going to get. Like when we first moved here, it was right before COVID, and we had to find ways to get food. And we had to, like, there were some things that were out in the stores. So there were people that, like your sister, that were selling eggs. Yeah. And this lady advertised that she had, um, it was two dozen uh, chicken eggs, but she also had two dozen duck eggs. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I'll try that. <laughs> you ever had a duck egg before? Yeah, I have. I don't know why I wouldn't try it for like a week after buying them. Like I took them out of there three or four times, like looked at them and put them back. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing different about it. It's literally just bigger than a chicken just egg. A bigger egg. That's it. It's yeah. a big chicken egg. Mm -hmm. For some reason in my brain, I had to get past that enough where I took the dozen of duck eggs 
on vacation with me to uh, an Airbnb with my whole family. There was 17 of us. That's why I bought so many eggs, just so you know. There's a okay. reason we bought all those eggs. <laughs> we don't buy that many for us. But we had like four dozen eggs for those 15, 16 people in the house. Like there was a lot of people there. Yeah. So we needed mm-hmm. to feed a bunch. Not one person would eat the duck eggs except for me. And it took me a couple of days to eat them. Yeah. Like it's just so crazy how we're a normal we're thing that you would eat mm-hmm. if you didn't have to go to the store to buy something. Like duck eggs are amazing. They're 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 better than I think they're better than chicken eggs. They're bigger, they're more filling. They mm-hmm. have more, like, there's more cholesterol, but it's all good cholesterol. It's a really good egg. Yeah. But people yeah, I mean, like but <laughs> It's kind of the same story with the milk and me. When I was when I was little, that we used to go to Dominican Republic every summer to spend it with my grandparents. I, I don't know what the deal was with the milk over there. It came in a big metal container that was hot on, on the back of a truck. And if I tell you that this milk tasted like feet, I mean, it, it, it was bad. <laughs> it, it, it was bad. And for anybody that's going to make the joke, I don't know what feet taste like. I'm just, you know, it's a saying. Okay. Um, this stuff I tasted mean, horrible. You might know. It, like, why am I judging you? <laughs> it was so bad to the point <laughs> that my mom used to bring strawberry quick, like containers of it and, um, and fruit loops for me just to have milk all the time, you know, every day, but I didn't have to taste the milk like that. So yeah. I assumed when it came to unprocessed milk, cause I don't like calling it raw milk. That makes it sound like you're doing something wrong, but yeah. the unprocessed milk, I assumed it was kind of like that until I tasted it and it blew me away. Uh, but for those of you that don't, and milk aside, uh, for the eggs, if you've never had natural eggs from free range chickens that eat outside and stuff so like different. that, unbelievably different. And the yolk is not yellow, it's orange. Yep. It's orange and it's it tastes phenomenal. It's just good stuff. It's better for you. The whole nine. They're not bleaching it the eggs. It's saltier. It's weird. Like you, you can, a little it bit. Tastes, it's like a little bit of tinge of salty in there. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really good though. It's good I, stuff. Very. Yeah. I love it. Like I, I can't wait till we move on to land. It's going to take us probably a year or two to get all the stuff out on there. Oh, yeah. that we want to do. We just have, a, we have a ton of plans like fencing. We have, we have fencing we got to do. Um, we have my garage, uh, which we're going to build a studio in there for this. Nice. Um, Oh yeah, no doubt. We're, you're, I'm going to have a full out like podcast studio over there. Very nice. Just, Very as, nice. As, if you're listening and don't know, I have another podcast called two fried eggs. It is not family friendly. If you are a under 18 or going to listen to it in front of under 18, please don't. Um, it is not family friendly, but it is hilarious. We have so much fun, <laughs> but that's why he does this show because he needs, he needs the, the innocence of the show. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I had to be told to be good on this show. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but that's actually a thing, everybody. That's actually a thing. And there, there's some people out there that know exactly what I'm talking about. But... Oh, if you don't know, I was in the infantry for six years on top of being like a free range feral child. Um, free range. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I, that's a new term. Hey? I had very little home training when I my my adopted mom says, I wish I'd have got you when you're younger. You could have turned out so much different. Okay, but, 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 anybody that's watching, and he mentioned this show, and he's painting himself in a really bad light. No. Dolph is, like, one of the best dudes that I know. Like, genuine, good guy, has a fantastic wife, his his kids are great, like, just a great guy. So, so don't believe the hype, people. Yeah, I'm going back to the public enemy. I don't believe the hype. You know, he's, he's a fantastic guy. Honestly, I, I surround myself, I, I believe, with very, very good people. And he's somebody that even though we've moved away from each other, he's not getting out of my life. 
I, I don't I don't really care. You know, I'll, I'll track him down if I have to. There's a black van we around here somewhere that I can We've been near each other in a long time. At it's this been point, it's been yeah. 2017? 2018? Uh, yeah, I think it was 17. 17, so six years yeah. there. But then before that, we didn't live close to each other for five or six years. Like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was I was moving around. I, I, I'm a nomad a little bit. We used to be. Like, when I told my brother that we were getting, um, we were buying a house, he goes, are you sure you're going to settle down? Because, I mean, since you've known me, I've lived in probably five or six different cities just trying to find where me and my wife are happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Including the house that was right on the golf course that he, he absolutely adored. Oh. <laughs> that, that's, that house touches my single heart. <laughs> but I could not have my, 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 my new love living there with me because there was way too many too many ghosts yeah oh well yeah yeah eventually we have to move on from things like that yeah uh, absolutely i needed to um but yeah life is life is big done different now and it's all good we're gonna be doing that so we came here to talk about something and I, we're gonna talk about yours and not mine it's cool um since we got off on my little tangent i, I want to stick to our time frame but what was this show supposed to be about <laughs> well well first off first off as you guys know we're pretty much miami homers the two of us Dolph's got his got his Dolphin shirt on. I have the suddenly winning Florida Miami Marlins because we're 14 games over 500. Have the batting champion so far in house, and we had a you know a Cy Young Award winner last year, so we're we're coming on up. But anyway, the Marlins have a couple of trophies. The Dolphins have a couple of trophies. The Heat have a couple of trophies. So what we wanted to talk about today was some trophy stories that have come across you know over the years. So, Dolph, I know you said that we weren't going to talk about yours, but I want you to at least touch base on it because I know that it means so much to all of us and that we're from the three of us. So, I touched on it real fast. When you the first thing when you said we're talking about um, good like championship stories, and I was like, the best championship story is the only one that matters. The '72 Dolphins. Like, let's be real; it's the only perfect team ever and absolutely if you are sitting in here and you are a patriots fan sorry you Don't didn't count. make it you didn't run the run the table nope. um eli got you it's all good like sorry brady was the man all those th- like all these things yes great you still weren't perfect only one That's team right. population one and it's always it's gonna be that way um the nfl is so hard to win in and it wasn't any easier back then. It was just different back then. Mm-hmm. It was, and for them to do that, and what the casual fan doesn't understand is their season was over in the fifth week. Yep. Their season, and if you're listening to this and you're an NFL fan, let's think about this. Let's have the Chiefs, who were the most dominant team of right now. And that's what the Dolphins were in 1972. Because in 71, they took, the, they took everything and... and did all they could. So you're sitting there, the Chiefs fan, and game five, you have to put your you that Mahomes is hurt, and you have to put your 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 faith in the backup all the way through to the playoffs. Do you win? Do you win every game? Like, and they were able to take a horrible situation and find a way. And I'm gonna tell you, Earl Morale, rest in peace, was a good quarterback, but he did none of this by himself. No, They're every single game. There was at least one player that made a game-winning play that got them where they need. It was this was the epitome of a team win every single game. And to me, there's not a better 
story as far as a championship only because of the adversity that they took for the whole season. I mean, think about it. These fools have a 30 for 30 about them specifically because yep. of it. How oh, many absolutely. games, how many individual teams have a 30-30 a about one full season? There's not many out there. Yeah, I mean, Shula was playing checkers. I mean, 3D. I mean, he was playing God. 3D chess at this point while everybody else was playing checkers. Uh, yeah. Really just put together game plan after game plan after game plan. And if you've ever seen film on that team, every game looked different. Yep. Yeah, there was a lot of the smash mouth running, but the game plan was different for every game. It wasn't just, oh, we're going to roll this team out there and they're going to dominate everybody. No, it was a lot of hard work. I mean, if you look at the the, the players that were on that team, I'm a homer, so I know a lot of these people for, for whatever reasons. But there's people in here that are Hall of Famers that everybody knows. Earl Morale, which if you're not a Dolphin fan, you may not know him, but he was an amazing quarterback. Bob Greasy, um, Mercury Morris, Larry Zonka, Jim Kick. How do you have three amazing running backs in a row? Paul Warfield for what? That offensive line. <laughs> the line? Oh, my goodness. Larry Little. Mm -hmm. that, he was not little. I don't know how they named him that, but he, he was yeah. amazing. Manny Fernandez, who won the whole Miami over. Like, dude, I'm just – Nick Budicotti, come on. Like, this team, I, I would move them into any team right now and let them play and see what they could do because they were that good. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, definitely. definitely. So, yeah, that's my story. Those are my people. Like I said, it's not a huge story, but, like, it, in my heart, there's nothing better. And if you don't know the story and, and are an NFL fan, I challenge you to go watch the the ESPN story for it. The, it's, it's a 30 for 30. It's about everything. It starts when Shula is brought from the Colts. Because mm -hmm. Joe Robbie was the chess master of yes. all of this. He went out in 19, what, 66, 67? It was 66. So he said, Who do I, who's the best coach out there up and coming? They're like, oh, it's this guy. Like, I'm going to go get him. Yep. And, and he, he made just, it happen. He made it happen. And that was mm -hmm. the guy he was. And when they started building in Miami Gardens, when I was a kid, you were a kid down there. Like, I remember watching it be built. And the only thing I remember is Joe Robbie Stadium. And to me, there was not a better football mine out there than Joe, Joe Robbie. Yeah, the early, the early 80s, yeah, when they were building Joe Robbie Stadium <laughs> out there. It was sad because we were leaving the Orange Bowl, but it was time. I didn't, it was time. See, I was so young then, it didn't seem sad to me. Like, I was five or oh, six agreed. years old when they were doing it. So, it didn't, like, for the fans, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, you can find them out there. There's still seats from the Orange Bowl out there that are floating around. You can buy them here and there. Yeah, no, definitely agreed. I mean, I saw, you know, I was a little kid living in Carroll City, um, and I saw that, oh, wow, you know, they're, they're going to build a stadium, and it looks so nice, and we drive by it every once in a while, and wow, I can't wait to see that it's done. And it only dawned on me later on that, wow, yeah, we're not going to be in the Orange Bowl anymore. Yeah. But, you know, again, I was so little that it, it didn't matter as much as it might have now. But, Selling you know. Miami Gardens. <laughs> yeah, so well, Miami like Gardens, Carroll City, door. yeah. Yeah, same yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, as you guys have heard us say before on this show, we only talk so much about what, I, what we're actually going to do. So that's Dolph's story, and it's an amazing story. It's one of my favorite stories in sports because, obviously, again, Homer. Um, but it's also, again, the only undefeated team ever. Like, that, that's it, and win the title. Um, what we were actually going to start this story with was <laughs> kind of funny stories, um, you know, crazy things that have happened with championship trophies. And I guess maybe our communication wasn't exactly where it should have been, but <laughs> that's kind of where it came out. So, well, I mean, I was out of power and out of internet. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. So, out of his mind sometimes. I mean, it's just yeah, what it is. Yeah, heck you know? yeah, I am. 
So my story that I wanted to bring up, and for anybody that knows me, I don't like the New York teams. I, I just don't. I don't have a problem with – I don't really have that much of a problem with the Mets. In fact, before the Marlins came around, I actually cheered for the Mets for a little bit. Um, but, of course, you know, it's that, that's kind of in the past. You know, Mets suck. But anyway, um, so this is one story, though. I'll go get my wife. She will fight you. <laughs> and, again, this was – this was early on, you know, for the whole Panthers coming around and things like that, where I became a Panthers fan. The New York Rangers, to me, were a fantastic story. The 94 Rangers, <laughs> if, if you don't know, there was this curse that everybody said. It had been 50-some-odd years since they won the Cup. Um, it just so long. 54. Mark Messier, who I remember, you know, a little bit playing with, with Gretzky, with the Oilers, you know, stuff like that. He's the reason I kind of bought into the team was because of Messier. Because he had this charisma. He was just like, the, he was the guy. Like he was the, the hockey dude. And you could see it. It was all over him how much he loved playing the sport. So the Rangers go out there. They they beat uh, Pavel Bure and the Canucks in 1994. Um, and they broke the curse. That's one of my favorite celebrations I've ever seen for any championship ever. Because you could see the joy. Like these guys look like big children out there enjoying and <laughs> celebrating and the excitement on their face. I'll never forget Messier holding the cup when it was presented to the team for the picture. And he's just like, like, like he's, he's just enjoying every second of it. To me, that's what it's all about. But things got to change a little bit after that. Okay. So let me back up a little bit as to why there was a curse in the first place. There's people that believe that the Rangers were cursed because they almost destroyed the Stanley cup when they won it in 1940. And then in 1940, the Rangers, it was either 39 or 40. The Rangers won the Stanley Cup and they, it was, it just happened to be at the same time that the owner of the Rangers paid off Madison Square Garden. A lot of people don't know this. The mortgage was paid off and they wanted to celebrate. So the team celebrating with the owner and with all this other stuff. And somebody thought that it'd be a really cool idea to pour something on the Stanley Cup and light it on fire. Well, (laughs) if you've ever... If you've ever done something like that with an accelerant, you know that you can turn it out, no harm, no harm done, all of those things. It's all good. Oh. Um, there must have been a whole lot of drinking or something going on at this time because well, they forgot to turn it out. Everybody smoked in there too. <laughs> they forgot to turn it out. And uh, how they turned out the Stanley Cup when they realized that, wow, this thing is getting damaged, um, is a more natural way of producing liquid. Oh, let's say so. Oh, the Stanley Cup. There's a lot of stories of children having their first bath in it, of people using it as a cereal bowl, of all kinds of other stuff. And please, everybody, be be sure that the Stanley Cup is meticulously clean. Okay. So when the when the Rangers um, relieved themselves on it to make sure that they turned out the fire. There had to there had to be a whole lot of cleanup and a whole lot of stuff done to get the cup back to its to its previous glory. Stanley Cup to me is is the best trophy there is out there. Yeah, it's not the number one sport in the world, but to me it's the best trophy, closely followed by this by the World Cup because the thing is solid gold. I mean, come on, um, you can't get much past that. No, you can't get much past the Stanley Cup. I isn't it a famous artist that made it? The Stanley Cup was actually purchased by Lord Stanley in Canada. The only reason that there is a Stanley Cup, and it's amazing that I actually know this, um, the only reason that there is a Stanley Cup is because he was kind of the head of a rec league, and they had a championship but no trophy. So he decided one day, you know what, I'm going to buy this bowl, and we'll present it to the winner. And it had a different name on it before, and I don't remember what it is. 
but they would give it to the winner every time. And then they later on, they decided to start engraving to start engraving the names. That's where this whole thing came from. A lot of people don't know the NHL doesn't own the Stanley cup. Hmm. It's a group in Canada that owns the Stanley cup. And there's two assigned caretakers. Do you know why there's two assigned caretakers? I do now. Well, no, no, you're about <laughs> to know why. Because the second story is when the no, Rangers finally. I read the this curse. story earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this isn't even including that the Maple Leafs dropped it in a bonfire. The Canadians that won it in 1962 must have won it so many times they completely forgot about the Stanley Cup and it ended up being found by somebody. They forgot that they had it with them. Well, the 1994 New York Rangers win the Stanley Cup and promptly decide to lose their minds. They took it to gentlemen clubs. They took it to parties. They took it to the MTV Beach House. It was the guest for two days at the MTV Beach House on MTV. If you've ever seen the MTV Beach House back in the day, the craziness that was going on, and the Stanley Cup was in the middle of all of it, in the swimming pool, in the parties, on the dance floor, with confetti in it, with all kinds of things going on, people drinking out of the cup. It was absolute insanity, but... When you're talking about the joy that this team had after winning this thing, it's really the only way they could have gone about it. I mean, I'm not hating on anybody. They had a lot of fun. But 1994 is actually, and it's amazing that they didn't think about it before that with all the things that happened, is the reason. 1995, it was instituted two caretakers of the Stanley Cup that, that go everywhere with it. Everywhere. This cup has so, been to Europe, and they have to go with it. At least yeah. one of them. So I didn't in the article I read about this because I asked you what was what you're gonna write. Yeah. I wanted to read mm -hmm. a little about it, and I know you always have good stuff to read about anyway. So I wanted to hear about it, so I could go farther in depth than we actually get. And they, what I read, didn't talk about much of the MTV and more about the Gentlemen's Club. Yeah, because um, they described in decent detail of what was witnessed on stage. It was. They were dancing around it, uh -huh. dancing on top of it, drinking out of it, like you said. Um, craziness. It was a it was a guest star in the like the the the, the preview of the whole all the the, the dancers and stuff uh -huh. like up there. On the... Crazy. Who thought that yeah. this was a good idea? It like if it was like back in I don't know. We'll say the sixties or seventies. So like okay, maybe a little bit of ignorance. 1994, I was alive in 94. I know that the, the world was not a dumb place back then. Yeah. We were, like, for them to go as buck wild as that, that's, it's commendable. I love it. It's it's so funny to me. Like, I, mm -hmm. I think of coming and saying, like, two, three seasons ago, the whole world lost their stuff because Tom Brady threw something at Gronk from a boat to a boat. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. The and Lombardi the, Trophy. Yep. The best the best quarterback through one of the most best receivers and people still lost their mind. How do you think they would have done this? If this was like, cause in today's day and age, oh, we have no. cell phones, man, could you the imagine the videos that came out of that? They, they would have shut down yeah. the Rangers for at least a season. At least. I don't think they would have made it through the night because they no. would be going live and showing oh, yeah. everything. I, I love it. Yeah. It's no, I mean, so funny. It's, but that, that's what I was talking about is that with that team, it was, it was the pure joy of winning like it, it was and, and i understand that it, the city was waiting on it you know it had been a while since a championship but these players just enjoyed it so much and th there's so many stories out there about different things i mean i think everybody knows about 
Sharapova with when <laughs> when she won she won the trophy, held it over her head, and the lid fell off and kind of almost knocked her out. You know, <laughs> funny, funny things like that that come up. Uh, I already brought up the Maple Leafs almost burning the Stanley Cup, dropping it in a bonfire, a big bonfire. Um, and then, of course, one of the ones <laughs> that I still laugh about to this day, 2011, uh, when I believe it was it was Barcelona or Real, um, they won the uh, the Spanish Cup, and it had been the first time in a little while that they had won this thing. Um, and it was Real. It was Real Madrid over Barcelona because they won one nothing. Um, and if my brother-in-law is listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, that sounds they were so on, interesting. They were on a bus and they're <laughs> holding up this giant trophy because soccer trophies are big, except for the World Cup. Um, they're holding up the trophy. There's smoke all over the place. There's, there's the crowd on both sides of the street going absolutely crazy. And the goalie drops the trophy. And the bus <laughs> runs over the trophy. <gasps> There's a giant skid mark and a dent on this trophy, and the crowd's still absolutely going crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, Good. I mean, I'm sure that there's more stories than that out there oh, yeah. about trophies and all the different things that have happened, but I'm here to tell you, if anybody's watching, if there's any professional athletes watching, you win a trophy, dude, live it up. It may Ooh, not man. happen again. Go nuts. Have a good time. Don't hurt anybody, of course, but – you know, we want to get more stories like those about these things because it brings not only the human side of this, but the funny side of sports into all, into it also. I know we're at time, um, but being a Dolphin fan, I need to ask you a question because I heard this yeah. other day. It was on Good Morning Football. It was on their Twitter, and I wanted to hear what you thought of that. Would you rather have the Dolphins be good and in it for 10 years? You know that they're going to have a good team fielded, playoffs, Maybe get it, maybe not. Ten years worth. So a decade, full decade. Or would you rather know that they're gonna win one in the next ten and the rest of the month rest of the years? Yeah. You don't know. Okay, so I have a very good friend, Artie, you're watching and Manny. Um they call Hopefully me Marvin Schefter because I'm always getting them like all the all the news before ESPN re- re- releases. Oh, I it. know. You do um, the same thing to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh so as a long suffering Dolphins fan. I'll take the win. Absolutely. I'll, I'll take the win because I've been waiting my entire life to see it. And as a kid, I, I vaguely remember the Super Bowls that we were in. I, I, I remember one of them a little bit more, but I, I vaguely remember, you know, the one with San Francisco. I remember the one more with uh, the Redskins because uh, that's the first game I remember watching. Yeah, that's that's one of the first games I ever really remember watching. And mm-hmm. the reason I remember it was because the school I was in, the principal of the school was a Washington fan, and we were oh. in the middle of Miami. And he's like announcing it all over the place. And like this whole thing that we're celebrating the Super Bowl at school. So of course I was watching, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's great to, to be in it for 10 years in a row and do all of those things. But we went through that with Marino where we were in it with everything. And I, I love Marino. He's football God to me, but man, I want that win. I yeah. want that win. Look, I, I've got some favorite teams and some of them don't make sense. Like I love the Italian national team. And the year that they won the World Cup, I promise you, I was on my knees in front of the TV, crying, kissing, kissing the shield on my jersey because we won the World Cup. So I can only imagine and work. If you're watching, pay attention to this one right here. We win the Super Bowl. You ain't seeing me for a couple of days. Like, it's just what it's going to be. It's just going to be that because I'm going to lose my mind and I'm going to need time to recover. I'm buying a replica trophy and running around town with it like, ah! 
Absolutely. I, you know what? I am flying to New York, and I don't care how many people shoot at me. I will be walking around and being like, ah, suckers! <laughs> if you're anyway, Jets fans, you gotta go to New Jersey for them. Yeah, well, you know, that's where the teams play, even though they're in New York. There's really only one New York team, and that's Buffalo. Because the Jets yeah. and the Giants both train and play in New, in New Jersey. So don't believe the hype, people. You only call them New York because you want to. That's about it. Well, I mean, could it be the Meadowlands Jets? Well, you know, whatever it is. I, I could think of plenty of names for them, but none are appropriate <laughs> for this show. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, two bright eggs. We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I may have to join you on there someday. Let me know when. I'll come on the show, man. We'll have some fun. Absolutely. All right, but guys, we are at time here. Again, thank you. We promise we're going to get more consistent with these things. Uh, Get the shows out there. Uh, We love you. Thank you for watching. Uh, Hit hit subscribe. Hit like. You know, spread the word for us a little bit. Get the word out there so we can continue to grow the show. But we'll be back next week with another show, more fun. And we'll see you then. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Independence Day. Let's keep all ten fingers and toes. Don't blow any appendages off. But again, that was Dolph. I am MJ. This is Game Face, and we're out. That's the show today. What are you waiting for? Like and subscribe below, and we'll see you next time.